Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 267. It's Lean Blog Audio for April 15th, 2019. The title of this blog post is A Lean Guy Reads Health Leaders on Nursing Retention and Leadership. So this is the latest in an occasional ongoing series I call A Lean Guy Reads Blank, I guess, where I read different publications. Today I'm reading the latest issue of Health Leaders Magazine from March, April, 2019, whose cover features a number of stories about nursing retention. The lead article, and I've linked to all of this at leanblog.org slash audio 267, that article shares some data about recruitment and retention. The article says that 17% of newly licensed RNs leave their first nursing job within the first year. 33% leave within two years. So instead of blaming nurses for leaving, better organizations are looking in the mirror to see what they can do to improve the work environment. That's always been of one that's always been one of my primary motivations for lean in any workplace, providing a better, more fulfilling work setting. The article cites a number that says the average cost of turnover for a bedside nurse is 38,000 to 61,000. I've I've heard numbers as high uh, as 100,000 by the way. The average turnover rate for hospital nurses was 16.8% in 2017. Now, high nurse turnover causes problems with patient safety, quality of care, and patient satisfaction. But it's important to note we're not blaming the nurses, or we shouldn't be. You can't fault a nurse who's leaving for what they hope is a better working environment. Leaders need to improve the system in a way that helps nurses choose to stay. I've sometimes heard leaders complain about nurses who will leave for a competing hospital for, you know, as they'll say, like, oh, for 50 cents an hour more. Now, is it really all about the hourly wage? Would the nurses want to leave if they were happy, engaged, and fulfilled in their current workplace? So in the magazine, as the health leader's editor's letter says, uh, less talk, more action needed to improve the workplace. So clearly... Here in a blog post and a podcast, I'm just talking, but I'm trying, hopefully, inspiring action for improvement. The magazine has some stories about leaders taking action and getting better results from it. It's helpful to understand the problem and some of the causes rather than just jumping to solutions. So the main article had the headline, Why Nurses Stay in Jobs and Why They Go. I'm not sure if the analysis there goes quite deep enough, though. It said, quote, Dissatisfaction with the work environment was the most commonly cited reason for leaving. So that sounds kind of circular. You're, you're unhappy and you're leaving because you're unhappy. And well, we, we need to dig deeper. We need to ask, well, why are they dissatisfied with the work environment? What helps them want to stay? You know, for nurses with less experience, the article says it's things like praise, recognition, nurse manager support, certification, and joy in work. It says for nurses with 20 plus years of experience, it's leadership, influence over their schedule and quality of care. It's probably all those other things um, that the uh, less experienced nurses supposedly care about. So I agree there's no magic answer any more than there is a single root cause. The article points out how a 2018 Press Ganey nursing special report says there's, quote, not one magic answer to that question about turnover. The study again calls for better leadership. It says, we need to make sure there is strong managerial support for those units, efficient processes, and that we keep those nurses at the bedside. 
So it's, I would add, it's probably not a matter of just efficient or efficient for efficiency's sake. I mean, when we reduce waste and make work easier for nurses, which includes reducing overburden, then they, then they are able to provide better care and better service to patients. I'm sure that's a bigger satisfier than efficiency alone. How can leaders create a better work environment? Uh, it says, top performing managers spend a large proportion of their time creating foundations for quality of care. That meant they were visible through rounding. They trained nurses to lead clinical rounds. They developed shared governance structures led by direct care nurses. They used data to support decisions and drive practice. They involved direct care nurses in decisions involving the unit and staffing, and they promoted autonomy. And those are some of the ways that high-performing nurse managers create a positive work environment, it says. So again, I would add that all sounds like lean leadership to me. So the art another article there has a headline, want to keep nurses at the bedside, here's how. The article first features Rush Oak Park Hospital, which is located in Oak Park, Illinois. Their nurse turnover rate was 22 to 24% in various departments, which again, that's higher than the national average of about 17%. The chief nursing officer realized she needed to change the culture. The current state sounded like the old traditional General Motors culture of 1995 that I experienced when I started working there. It says, quote, when you have bad outcomes and leadership is beating you up and telling you how bad you are as a staff nurse, even if you are a great nurse, you feel hopeless because nobody wants to work in an environment where they feel like they're providing bad care. There were excellent, excellent nurses working here, the executive said, yet the punitive environment resulted in a lack of respect toward nurses by physicians and administrators and from nurse to nurse. So there's the end of quote. Blaming individuals for the bad outcomes that result from systemic problems is not a pathway, of course, to employee engagement, low turnover, and great quality. I'm glad that the executive there recognizes this. In extreme situations, nurses are sadly being prosecuted, like criminally indicted for being involved in what are clearly systemic errors. I it's a bit of an aside here, but I agree with what the Institute for Safe Medication Practices writes about the Redonda Vought case in uh, Nashville. And, and if you want a link to read more about that, again, go to leanblog.org slash audio 267. But back to Rush Oak Park. Well, their turnover rates are now 8%. That's down from 22 to 24%. At 8%, they're now half the national average. So as I saw during my time at General Motors, getting a new leader, in my case, then it was a new plant manager who had been trained by Toyota people, that made all the difference in the world. The old leadership blamed workers for systemic problems. The new leader told everybody that the days of blame were over, that we were going to work together to improve. One of the things the CNO at this hospital had to do, uh, she had to coach up other leaders. It said, quote, she had to coach managers who weren't familiar with a collaborative leadership style. So this was a real challenge at General Motors. The new plant manager who came in still had managers under him who had decades of experience in the old system and people don't change overnight. But I hope we'll see more hospitals shift away from the old culture of naming, blaming, and shaming. Nurses need better and patients deserve better. Nurses deserve it too, I would add. 
So again, you can go to leanblog.org slash audio 267. I currently have a contest going on for uh, another week or so if you would like to enter to win signed paperback copies of my most recent book, Measures of Success. And I'll also send you a signed copy of the anthology book, Practicing Lean, that I wrote the first uh, two chapters for, and I, I edited uh, the 15 other contributors uh, for those books. You'll, you'll uh, get paperback copies of that. Again, you can go uh, leanblog.org slash audio 267, or just go to leanblog.org in general, and you'll see, uh, currently, you'll see a banner ad on top of uh, different posts. Uh, so as always, uh, thanks for listening.